Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the conversation series. I am very excited today. I have, if you follow MLB at all, if you follow any MLB teams, you have probably seen this guy's work around a time or two. I have Matt Faraci here with us today, and I'm going to move it over to him, let him introduce himself, and we're going to get, get this going. Sweet. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, like she said, my name is Matt Faraci. I'm a video content creator uh, with Major League Baseball. Um, been to London with them, the Dominican Republic. Um, I've been to four World Series. Um, what else? Mexico a few times. Gotten to go like basically all over the world with MLB. And it's been such an amazing experience. And yeah, that's kind of my job and what I do. But I love to outside of like work and stuff i have two dogs i'm married and i love to work out i love to train um i lift a lot of heavy weights and i was a former football player a college football player so i try to continue with like the same somewhat of training not as intense as i was but um stuff like that very nice um and before you're an mlb you were a football player you started in football. Can you tell us a little bit about how you like where your sports story kind of started? Yeah, so I've been ever since I was like born, basically just like a sports fan in general. I've like my mom when I um, when I was born, she like said I was going to be a linebacker. Ended up being an offensive lineman, but close enough. Yeah. Um, but I started playing football, like flag football, when I was a little kid. I played soccer from like age four um basketball baseball you, you name it I did it um I was I love sports I love uh, being an athlete uh, I still consider myself an athlete even though I haven't played in like a game in like four years but um I was a uh, in college I went to a small Christian university called Trinity International University it's in Chicago and uh, I was an offensive lineman I was a team captain and an all-american my senior year um so yeah, that's kind of a little bit about like my sports journey. And I, I just, I love sports. I love being around the game. I love being at events. I love just interacting with different people. And the, the best thing in my opinion about sports is like, it just brings people from different walks of life together. And like with a football team, like what I was on, we had, we had guys from Florida. We had two, one guy from Germany. We had a guy from Serbia. We had, um, people from California, Colorado, like all over the place and with all different types of backgrounds with good upbringings, bad upbringings. And like, we all had to mix together to form this like really cohesive group. And yeah. um, I think we did a fair job of that. And I just, I love those guys and I'm just super thankful for all those kind of experiences. And before, I mean, to start your journey off and doing videos, you started on your college football team. You started making videos there. Can you talk mm -hmm. to us a little bit about how that kind of started for you? Yeah, yeah. So I, I love this story. So I was, uh, it was 2016. Um, it was back when like vlogging was like starting to really take off like Casey Neistat and yeah. like um, my wife, Kelsey, she was like super into like the fashion vlogging and stuff yeah. like that. And um, she like one day we just kind of woke up and she's like, we should do a vlog. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, why not? And like, we like wrote like on this, like little like whiteboard that we had, like, yeah. let's get famous or something like that, you know, just like kind of stupid, but like, 
it was it's like such a good memory of us and then like that day we went out and we bought a camera like a little nikon point and shoot camera um and we started filming youtube videos the next day and we just kind of got after it and then like a few months of like making videos um i started to like we started to like vlog each other and then we also i started like filming me and my teammates and like working out and um like i had this video that i put on youtube it was like our pre-game hype circle yeah and it went super viral i think right now it has like four million views or something like that um and it actually got featured on a few commercials and stuff like that and so i i at that time though i just kind of put it up not really thinking much about it and then like as it grew, I was like, wow, there's really a market for social media content and like putting this stuff, like if a small NAIA university in Chicago with less than a thousand students at it can like have this big of an impact on like, like sports and like kids and stuff like that. And that they like so many kids like use the chant that we did in like their, their hype videos and stuff like that after that. And I, if it can have that, like a small school like that, imagine like on a grand scale, like how much impact social media, like creative social media behind the scenes content can have. So, yeah. 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 And you've really, I mean, you've truly gotten to see that kind of from the very beginning, like you were talking about 2016 was kind of, everybody was starting on YouTube. Everybody was kind of just starting to figure out how to pick up a camera and kind of do that with your life you were like at the very beginning of it. And I'm sure it's been so cool to kind of see the progression of it all. Um, Cause I hopped in at 2018 and there was like David Dobrik was going already. Casey Neistat was blow. I mean, blowing up the yes. So it, for you to be able to kind of see that and truly from a sports perspective, like you were kind of saying, nobody was doing that. And mm -hmm. so like, it is a massive thing today for sports teams to show that kind of look and it's, right. it's truly incredible to be able to see like the progression that we've gone through yeah it's actually amazing because like even when I started with like MLB like our we started out like we weren't really allowed to like shoot the games and stuff yeah. we weren't like we were only allowed to like shoot fan content and yeah. um we could shoot pre-game post-game but we couldn't shoot like in-game and then like it kind of like progressed and I like I snuck in a few videos here and there of like in-game and they realized like oh this could like this could work and then now like it was like there's like two of us doing like video like creative content like content video like on-site live content and stuff like not using any broadcast footage there's like two or three of us back then and then now there's teams like the Baltimore Orioles who have like six videographers on their team and they're creating phenomenal content day in and day out. And it's just, it's amazing to see that progression from when I started to now and see so many teams really just like take hold of like, like their brand, their content and stuff. And it it's really inspiring for this next generation of creators and stuff. And um, it's super impactful. And I think it just helps grow like baseball helps grow sports in general and just really gives people that behind the scenes look that they're not going to see on like a broadcast and stuff. So I, I think it's so important. And I, I, I'm just really proud of like to see like where we, we were and then now where we are. So. And how you introduced yourself, you've been along this crazy ride with the MLB. You've gone to four world series. 
I remember at the end of last season, your World Series of legitimately you running on the field behind the mascot, carrying the flag. I mean, can you share some of like favorite stories from working with the MLB and kind of just like what, like the things you've been through? Yeah. Um, Okay. So let me think. So I'll start at the very beginning. So my first year, 2018, I came in in July. So the season was already like halfway done. I got hired right after All-Star. And so I didn't get to experience any of that, like All-Star stuff that year. But um, my first project was with, was, was on Roberto Clemente day. And I went to Pittsburgh. And if you, if you know anything about like Roberto Clemente, he played for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates and like he has super big impact he was a phenomenal man phenomenal person did so much in the community and um, he tragically died in an airplane accident and stuff well when I was there um, we document like his whole family used to like I don't know if they still do every year I think they did last year um, but because of COVID the year before they didn't um, they all come out for Roberto Palente Day and they like celebrate with the team they meet like the players and stuff like that and do um, different things so I got to meet his whole entire family and like like his wife um, and like it was just so impactful to me to like meet these like great people and they're all just trying to lead, like continue his legacy they're trying to help inspire like kids and the next generation and like really care for other people and stuff so um, that was kind of like my first introduction um, and then after that um, that year was the Dodgers and Red Sox in the World Series. And that that month was crazy. It was my first postseason ever. Um, absolutely insane that I went from like, so like where I went to a small Christian school, we had less than a thousand students. Yeah. Like we'd get like, like at mo- like I think the most we ever had at a game was about 2000 fans. Yeah. Um, and so going from like 2000 fans to walking on the field at Dodger stadium. And there's like 70,000 plus people just like staring down, like at you, like not directly at me, they're the folks on the players, but like at you um, is like insane. And I remember walking onto the field uh, after the game. Okay. No, actually I'll back up. So uh, when it was game three of the world series and Max Muncy, he hits a walk-off home run in the 18th inning. We were all standing there for like three hours and (laughs) longest day of my life, but like probably one of the most rewarding. And so he hits, he hits the home run and my, I I didn't want to film like his home run. I wanted to film the dugouts reaction because I knew if something happened, it would have just been insane reaction from them. So you get like, once I knew it was over, like the, all the whole team just sprinting out of the field yeah. and I come blazing through the door with all my gimbal and I just follow them, track them around. And um, yeah. I remember I blacked out as soon as I kicked the door open. I don't remember a thing like actually like I, I just remember like like the moment happening and then I'm like standing there trying to upload the content on my phone and I'm like what just happened and I'm like my hands are shaking trying not to drop my SD cards and um I was like I can't believe that just happened and like like it was like that moment where like like dang all the work all the grind it just really paid off and like me like playing football having two jobs being married in college um going through 
like school and like workouts and stuff like that. And then also trying to learn this skill of videography and editing, like those late nights, two, 3 a.m., like working in our Mac lab on Premiere, using, trying to learn how to use Premiere Pro, like paid off in that moment. And so it was just, I just remember like shaking and just like feeling just so like grateful for like where, where I came like in that moment and stuff. So that's kind of like, like my first two initial stories from like when I first started, like where I I just felt like so inspired and so thankful for like where I ended up. So very cool. And then you just got to, what was it last week? Your fourth opening, fourth year of opening day. Yes. Yeah, pretty cool one too. It's you get to see Freddie Friedman in his like first Dodgers kid in yeah. his uniform playing the Rockies. Like, what is opening day feel like? Opening day, it's honestly opening day. It's it's to me, it's more nerve wracking than like okay. the postseason because yeah. like the postseason, you've put in all the work and it's yeah. kind of like the like the end of it and you just know like you you know like you feel confident in your abilities by then but like like when it's opening day and you haven't felt that stress for like a long time it's like there's just like a lot of things being thrown at you and you're just like you're just trying to like keep your head above water and like I switched to Sony this year and so I was like learning a whole new camera system and so that stress and like not being able to upload fast enough and like not getting like the like just like the little things that like you like felt comfortable with like last year you're not feeling comfortable as comfortable with right now and you have to like learn the whole process over again so it's nerve-wracking but then like as soon as like like that like that for like after the national anthem is over you're kind of just locked in and like you're just going by then like the anticipation of it like the build-up to it is like really long, really big and stuff. But like, then once that, once that moment happens, you're just like, okay, we're good. Like we can, we can do this. We got this. And we just kind of, you just kind of just go on with it. So. Um, I love to talk to photographers and videographers because I love to geek out, geek out on camera gear. Yeah. So you just mentioned it, you switched to Sony. What pushed you to go to Sony? What are you using right now? What's your setup? So currently I have a Sony A7S III and uh i have a sigma 24 to 70 2.8 and a sony 200 to 600 for like in-game stuff so um those are that's kind of my setup right now um well so my personal setup before was actually nikon and um i used nikon for three out of the four world series i was in and stuff and a lot of people are very surprised by that but like the I so like when I started like doing videography I kind of just bought Nikon stuff and just kept going with it well in like 2018 they came out with the Nikon Z6 and I I picked it up and I loved the camera and it was phenomenal for 2018 but then like time kept going on and other cameras just kept like like surpassing it like by far so um I kind of felt like it started to lag behind so then I really like I started saving money and um, went all in on on Sony this off season, but like during the postseason last year, we used also Canon C70s, and okay. um, uh, yeah, so that was kind of like what our like main rig was last year during like the postseason and then leading up to the postseason and stuff. So, um, yeah, very cool. I I love camera gear. I have a Sony. It's I was a Canon user, mm-hmm. uh, and so I got a Sony A6400. 
And okay. I was like, I was like, yep, this is it. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. We're never going I, back. <laughs> seriously, I I love Sony now. Like I I've used like during the All Star game for about two innings. I used the Sony A one. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is it. Like, I, like Sony's like the way I'm going from yeah. like here on out. And yeah. So like, I just saved for the last like six months. Cause yeah. I, I just didn't want to put myself into any debt and I, yeah. um, buying a new setup and like basically paid it all off as soon as I like bought it. So it was, it was very rewarding and nice to like yeah. do that. So, yeah. 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 I have, uh, I have uncles who work in the camera industry and I was like, I need a new Canon. Like mine's pretty old. And he was like, no, he's like, no, go to Sony. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, for what you do. Yeah. He's like, and I was like, okay. And I got it. And I was like, all right, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. yeah you're it's, totally- it, it, I love it. It's so, it's so perfect for what we do in social media and live content and stuff. So yeah, it's great. It's like, it's like another level of like crystal clear and just like, perfection that you can't even really explain it's just yes it's just there and that's how it is 100% I agree um I am continuously impressed with people like yourself who are in these live games who like know how to be in like the perfect place at the right time (laughs) like it just to capture that moment is it like an instinct do you just kind of like do you have a perfect place that you like to be in games that you're like, I'm going to be able to capture this no matter what? So, so it's, it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting question. I feel like for me, I, it's kind of instinctual because you just kind of like, the more you shoot, the more like practice you put in, the more you understand like how a game is going to end up. Yeah. So I can kind of sense most of the time if there's going to be like a walk-off yeah. or like, if like uh, a left-handed batter is up, I can kind of sense like where the ball is yeah. going to be hit if it's a ground ball. So if I'm trying to focus on the defense, I know kind of like where to place my camera. But at the same time, it's kind of all luck. Like with baseball, it's like it's yeah. like 90% like you get lucky, like with a yeah. lot of stuff. Like if you're if you're off the batter, if you're not filming yeah. him, there's been so many times where I've like wanted to like film like a defensive highlight, like like um last year Bryce Harper was in right field and like at Coors and so like I was focused on him trying to get like a diving catch and then some I think it was uh I don't remember who it was someone from the Rockies hits a home run right then yeah and it's like dang like that sucks but like it's just kind of the risk you take and like baseball is like really in order to get like the shot like you have to be willing to risk like missing another one and so it's kind of like depends on like what your risk risk to reward ratio is and like what you think is like more important in that moment um but kind of answer your question like so during the bubble in 2020 uh that world series i i captured like uh brett phillips's walk off and i was i was on a gimbal and basically i i was filming like their dugouts reaction to it i didn't i did not know it was going to be that crazy at all but i kind of I, i had an idea it just you kind of felt it in there that something like magical was going to happen. So I like positioned myself on their side, third base dugout and just kind of waited for something to happen. And um, I just kept every, every, like I probably have like 30 clips of me just like pressing record and it's like nothing, nothing happened. But um, once, once it did though, it was kind of like, just figure it out as you go. And so when that happened, like Randy Rosarena, he like trips going around third 
and then like he ends up scoring and they walk it off and I'm rushing towards Randy because I'm thinking that the bench is going to go towards him and then they all just like shift and run towards Brett and so I'm doing a full-on sprint with the Rays to the outfield and um, capturing that and it was insane and it was kind of like another one of those like moments like how I had Dodger Stadium I get back and my hands are shaking because like you when you know you got the shot it's like it it just feels so good you're just like yes I know I know this is going to be phenomenal and then you just hope you hit record so (laughs) my biggest fear I said it to you before this I'm like it is my biggest fear that I don't hit the record button somewhere and I'm like son of a bitch I completely and utterly missed it um but you just you pray every time that you do hit that record button yes and hope that the the files stay good and that there's no nothing crazy happens no corruption (laughs) no nothing it's just right good yeah you pray for that um outside of baseball you recently got to go and do a little work with u.s olympics or usa Mm -hmm. olympics and capture some of them coming home can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like that was such a cool video that was put together, just welcoming everybody home. Yeah. So that, that was, I came out of the blue actually. Um, Fresh Tape Media is a, is a media company uh, agency based out of Denver. Um, they do a lot of like really cool stuff like MLB. We've partnered with them before to do stuff like they're an all-star and stuff. And then they work a lot with the NFL and um, NBA, WNBA and, um, just so many different entities that they work with and stuff. And, um, they contacted me, um, like about a week before and asked if I wanted to help out with this project. And I was like, yeah, like, let's do it. So they, they flew me, um, another videographer and a photographer to, um, Salt Lake city. And we captured all the Olympic like Olympians coming home from Beijing. And so we got all those moments, like them greeting their families and um it just kind of came out of nowhere and it turned out to be something like really fun and like really inspiring and stuff so um it was it was really it was awesome like moment and I'm really thankful I got to be like work with them and it was my first time working with Fresh Tape and they're just really great people in general there so yeah what a cool experience too like you're like you get to work with baseball players but then it's like a whole it's like a whole different genre almost where you're like, Oh my God, Olympians. Like, yes. Y'all are like the best, some of the best, yeah, the best, the best of the best. Yeah. Like yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. That would have been, it would have been so cool just to be like <laughs> in the presence of them all. Yeah. I was kind of hoping cause uh, I'm like being from Colorado, Sean White's like a, like big deal and stuff. And uh, I was hoping he was gonna like come out and stuff um, if I would have got a chance to like film him I would have lost my mind but I guess he left the Olympics a little bit a little bit early and stuff yeah. so still super cool um, it was amazing yeah I, I can't even imagine for I, I I've heard you speak about this and I've heard you talk about this for people who are you know the younger generation wanting to get into sports now you, I mean, I've heard you put in a crap ton of resumes in the very beginning when you were just trying to get your foot in. What is your biggest advice for people wanting to get into this crazy world of sports media, videography, photography? So my biggest advice, and a lot of times, um, a lot of people have not like shot content, have not like done stuff. They're just like, I want to do it. How do I do it? And stuff. Well, my biggest advice is just start filming. Like, yeah just start making content. If you're in college, like 
work with your, like, just like walk into the coach's office and ask them if they need some help documenting like what they're doing and stuff. And especially if you go to a smaller university, like they're gonna, they're gonna be like, yeah, we need all the help we can get. Um, at a bigger university might be a little harder, but I I never had that experience. So I don't, I don't know fully how that would work, but I would say like, just start making content, even if it's like you and your friends going to the beach or, um, you go on ice skating or something, just like start learning the process of making content. And then once you have like all that content made, you know how to edit, you know how to film, um, like just reach out to anybody and everybody. Um, I said this before, but I applied to about 68 jobs before I heard, heard back even a no from anyone. And I got, I got two emails at the same, like basically the same day, one from MLB and, um, one from the Chicago bears and, um, the Chicago bears one, they, they ended up telling me no, but like, it was a response. And I was like, wow, like, let's go. And then with MLB, like it kind of helped me get my foot in the door. And I got that, like, I got that interview and then I, the next interview, and then it kind of spiraled on, but it took me, like, I started like, like sending out applications in March of 2018 and it took all the way to July for me to get hired and I applied to about 67 I think it was 67 jobs on the dot and like it took it's just a long process and you just have to you have to believe that like it's gonna work out in the end and like a lot of those jobs weren't even like they were like internships they weren't even like anything like like that were like like good pay or anything like they were they were like they were like very entry level. And like, I still couldn't even get that. You just have to trust that like the right opportunity is going to open up for you in due time. So, yeah, I think it speaks to a lot too. And it's one of the biggest things that I preach to like my younger family members, like you have to put in the grunt work. You have to be Mm -hmm. able to say to your point, I'll take the internship to get my foot in the door just to be able to do what I want to be able to do. Um, I, it's, it's, you got to just keep going and it's, to yeah. your, you got to keep believing that what you're supposed to be doing is going to come. Um, you just got to keep working at it. Yeah. Like actually like, that's like the biggest advice is like, there's no easy way into this. Like you can have a degree in film, you can have a degree in photography or something, but that doesn't mean you're going to like get a job. Like, like my, my opinion, like my biggest thing I always tell people is like create those dope content and you're going to get a dope job. Like it's good. It's going to happen. Like, like it's just a matter of time, basically, as long, as long as you're putting in the work, you learn how to do it, the process, it's going to pay off. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is there someone who along the way, has really influenced you and really like been a role model to you in all of this? Um, I, so before I like ever got hired, I kind of like followed Tyson Hutchins on Twitter and stuff. And he's just like, like I, I want to like be able to like tweet like how he does because he's like one, so inspirational. One, two, he has like so much knowledge. Um, and I got, I got to meet him in 2019 at an event um, that he he was hired by Fresh Tape to help MLB with. Um, but he like like his tweets and like inspiration and like yeah like what the content that he was making with BYU at the time yeah. like it really like inspired me and so like just like how good of a person he is and like yeah so he he's kind of one and then 
currently now like all basically all the people I work with yeah. are like super inspirational. So like Matthew Fosnacht, um, Campbell Dunn, Pete Gottschalk, Crystal Megan, like um, my 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 boss, uh, my old boss Casey Evans, Lucas Stevenson, um, Jacob Nesbitt. They're they're just all like super inspirational people who all just have vast different backgrounds. Like Pete, he was at um, Georgia and like and he like created content for their football team and stuff. And, um, uh, Foss, Matt, Matt Fossnock, he, he was, uh, at like a smaller university, kind of like how I was. And yeah. we kind of, we have similar stories in like how we just started. We had like different plans for our lives and then we stumbled into this and fell in love with it. Yeah. Um, so like just people like that who are just like super inspirational, hardworking, and like just so creative with what they do, um, is just like super like the, those people like influence me every day and I'm just super thankful for them. I love getting to follow all of you guys because it truly is to your point, like you guys will share each other's videos on your Instagram stories and really like it is just a big love of each other's work that you guys just reshare and make sure that everybody is like, you point everybody out, which is so fantastic yeah. with each other. Yeah, I, I always felt like in this creative space that like, so much good work it's like doesn't the people who actually create it don't get the credit for it yeah. and so like when when I know somebody is behind something I always like I really want to give them the love and respect that they deserve and I think that like this community like the sports creative community is just like so like so helpful and like so caring about like helping each other out and like growing each other's like content base, um, their community bases and stuff. So I, I, I'm a big believer in like helping people spread their content out. So one of my last questions for you, is there an, is there a player you have not shot yet that you want to shoot really badly? That's a great question. Um, who, who would I, who haven't I shot that I would want to, um, there has to be someone. Uh, so one player I haven't gotten to work with a ton yet, who I who I absolutely love is Tim Anderson. Okay. I've only I've only shot I think two White Sox. I, I've shot one, two White Sox games. Okay. And one spring training day with them. And Tim Anderson, like I feel like his like just who he is and like how, like how much swag he has, how much like confidence he has in himself, like. I would love to like be able to shoot him a lot more. Um, yeah. And then um, I shot Miguel Cabrera only once, but him because like how, how close he is to all these like records and stuff. And then probably I, I've, I've, okay. So actually this is kind of a funny story. So I was going to say Albert Pujols, like, cause he's like so close to like getting like to 700 home runs and stuff. Yeah. And um so when we were in Mexico in 2019 for the Mexico series, it was the Astros versus Angels. Yes. And we were staying at the same hotel as the Angels. Okay. And we, so one morning I go down and get breakfast and I'm going back up to my room and I like hop, like hop in the elevator, but I'm like looking at my phone and I just like bump right into Albert and he's like, Hey, Hey. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, it's fools, like my bad. And like, I'm like, I'm like such like trying not to like geek out or anything. Cause I'm like yeah. a big fan of his and stuff. So, but he was like, oh, it's all good, man. It's all good. And kind of walked away. But um, that was like my one interaction with our pool was, but he's, he's a really good guy from what I hear and stuff. So um, that, 
yeah, so I would definitely love to shoot him again. And then, like, I've shot Mike Trout, I think, twice. Yeah. Um, had a few conversations with him during spring training and, like, love to shoot him some more. Um, but, yeah. My last question for you is just what inspires you? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, for me, like, right now, like, I – so I absolutely love live content. I love – like the the process of like like showing creative content in like a live setting and stuff so um my biggest like inspiration is really just like to show that moment to show like a different perspective of like a game and stuff like get like like um I wasn't gonna say uh Sam Sam Lutz like his like perspective of like like that walk-off he had or like Campbell kind of like made a similar thing with like the uh Los Angeles Kings and stuff like showing like those different perspectives that you're just not going to see like on a normal basis and like just like really being in the moment and stuff like that's like my biggest like passion is like being like in the moment of like whatever's going on like with that um mascot run out like with blooper like like really putting fans into that like that perspective of like what he's doing and like um like I I don't know like my biggest inspiration is just like being really just being in the moment documenting the moment and getting like that shot and so um that that's like my number one thing yeah um, that really inspires me as a creative so I think that's what's been kind of cool about TikTok coming around is it's really opened the doors for a lot of people to kind of just like what is that can you show that really quickly like it's right it's just that fresh perspective that everybody's kind of uh, love to hop on that train and show that. So um, it's right. always fun as a viewer like myself to just kind of see, cause then you, once again, you get a different perspective. You get to hop into the world just a little bit more. Um, so I, I love getting to see, I'm such a sports nerd that I'm like, I love to see all of it. Uh, yeah. Just to take it all in. Yeah. I think like TikTok is like, I mean, it, it's like the present, but it's also like the future. Like that user-generated content is like what connects with like my generation. I'm like right on the edge from like millennial to like Gen Z. So like I identify more <clears throat> with Gen Z. And so like our generation is like really like about that, like user-generated, like real world perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And then like even the generation after that is like just so much about authenticity and I think that TikTok is really just that authentic platform that other ones just are hard, like ha- struggling to find. Yes. So agree, agree. It's one thing to kind of do like an Instagram story where it's just kind of like that one thing, but it's mm-hmm. another when you can put like a full TikTok together and kind of do like, how can you show a different spurts and things like that? Um, that just really, it changes how you see things and how you view um, content. It's, it's super cool. Yeah, I agree 100%. TikTok is, I, it's my favorite social media platform by far. So mine and I spend way too much time on it that I'm always way afraid, too much, way too much time. I'm afraid to go look and see how many hours I've spent on TikTok. Yeah, I try not, I try to avoid looking at that because yeah. my screen report. So <laughs> It's always, it's always the end of the week. You're like, oh, you, it, it was up this amount. And I'm like, yep, I have a feeling I know what I was doing. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Matt, I appreciate you coming on here so much. I cannot wait to see the rest of this season um, and the content you create. 
um, it's going to be a good MLB season. So I'm excited. Yeah. I just, uh, thank you for having me on. And I, I think these conversations and what you're doing is like very important. Um, and I think that you just keep going with it and you're really going to inspire so many people with like, with this type of content and, um, yeah. So thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And you guys, if you do not follow Matt, all of his stuff is going to be linked down below. So you can just go take in the baseball sports fest that happens on his social media. And, uh, as always, I will see you guys back here next time. Bye y'all.